There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. The budget will be announced next Tuesday, the 27th of September, and a lot of people are putting their pre-budget submissions together, um, including Spinal Injuries Ireland, and they're calling on the government to extend permanent medical cards to anyone living with a spinal cord injury. And joining me now is Chief Executive Officer of Spinal Injuries Ireland, Fiona Bulger. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning, Fiona. Thank you for having me on. You're very welcome, Fiona. I was actually really surprised to hear that people with a spinal cord injury are not entitled to a medical card. Um, you know, why is that? What's the, the situation with this? Well, first of all, for your listeners who, who don't really know what a spinal cord injury is, it's acknowledged by the World Health Organization as one of the most devastating and life-changing injuries that a person can sustain. Mm. So, But with the right supports and services, people can fu- live a fulfilled life post-injury. Um, so it, it, and, and it has huge impacts on people's lives just in terms of their own personal care, you know, pain, um, mental distress. And uh, it's 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 a lifelong condition without a shadow of a doubt. And um, so it's not it's not on the list of uh, long term illnesses. Mm. And uh, we've been lobbying for for quite a while now uh, for it to be added uh, and to and be acknowledged as a long term. I mean, it just doesn't seem to make any sense. I think it possibly goes back, um, you know, previously. I think the Department of Health were of the understanding that uh, people with a spinal cord injury would have have had major legal claims because it would have been, you know, due to an accident or something like that. Right. But in fact, all the research is out there now. There are three new injuries every week um, in Ireland. And with an ageing population, you know, we're seeing an awful lot of cancerous tumours on the spine or spinal mm. stroke or... Godequina syndrome, which causes a spinal cord injury, so they're they're non-traumatic, and then people are are left where they really need a medical card in order to access the local community services and physiotherapy, and they're left and they can't afford to do it. And we know one of the consequences is that people are employed. Eighty percent of people are employed prior to injury. Mm. And after injury, there's only 50% employed because people are afraid to work because they're means tested for their medical card. And they might not even be in a position where they can work. 
Um, well, exactly. But um, that, is, that is true. But, you know, people do generally, we're, we're actually doing a, a road show around the country at the moment. And in mm. fact, we're in the Silver Springs tomorrow evening at 6.30. And that's one thing that's coming up is that people want to work and they want to contribute to society. And they, you know, even if it's on a part-time basis or... But they're afraid to do anything because uh, they're afraid their medical cards will be taken from them. So it's a really unfair scenario. If you sustain an injury, you actually get an emergency card. Right. You have your emergency card for about six months. Okay. Then your means tested. Like a spinal cord injury has an impact on the whole family, not just the person who sustains it. Because obviously people's rules within the family have to change completely. Mm. And and it can also have an impact on, you know, the, the working lives of a partner or, you know, uh, a mother or a father who may have to give up their jobs to, to support the person with the injury. You and then after that, out, sorry, sorry, you guys brought out um, a survey there that showed that 25% of the 2,200 people in Ireland living with a spinal cord injury are actually living below the poverty line. That's correct, yes. And that that is as a result of people, you know, not working and, and not mm. being able to function and have full lives uh, because of their fear of, of, of losing their medical cards. And I mean, like, that's just, it's particularly now with the whole cost of living going up and we're hearing about the cost of living crisis so much, like, people must be just really, really worried. Well, that's the other thing that we're, we're hearing as we go around the country is people, and especially people who have power wheelchairs, mm. you know, and they're listening to things about power cuts and there's an awful lot of fear out there. Um, and, you know, people have, have enough to, to cope with without having to worry about their basic needs in life. And and that's that's why we're calling on government um, to acknowledge a spinal cord injury as a long-term illness and to give medical cards to people based on needs and not means. Yeah, I mean, like when you say it like that, it just makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because some people it might does, need, yeah. um, you know, as you were saying there at the start, there's a lot of treatments that will, people will need um, and some people may need more than others. Exactly, exactly. Well, there are really no two injuries are actually the same. <laughs> you, yeah. It's um, people's needs are different and also, you know, their social family backgrounds are different. So, um, but, but, you know, our experience, I mean, I know one young lady who, um, she's working, she's paying her mortgage. She's working full time. She has a medical card, but she lives in fear of losing her medical card because she says she wouldn't be able to pay for all her medical needs if she loses her medical card and pay for her mortgage and continue to work. And so she ends up stockpiling catheters and all sorts of equipment when it, com when it comes to her medical card being reviewed so that she has something to get her by for a few months. Right. And like, that's no way to live. Absolutely not. And we are going to be speaking to a Spinal Injuries Ireland service user in a few minutes. And he's going to tell yeah. us what it's like to, to be living with this, with this injury and, you know, that fear that, that people have. Um, so you were saying, Fiona, that you're, you're in Cork tomorrow at the Silver Springs Hotel. That's correct. Yes. We're at 6.30 tomorrow evening. And uh, so we've invited service users. We've invited local TDs and councillors. 
um, and obviously the, the media, just to, to try and create awareness uh, for the fact that people aren't entitled to a medical card. I mean, there are other elements in our pre-budget submission, but the medical cards being the most important, it's, it's the, the one single item that would really mm. change people's lives. Um, obviously, we're looking for investment in rehabilitation as well um, in Ireland so mm. that, that, you know, to reduce down the waiting lists. Okay. Yeah, the waiting lists, um, you know, I mean, that's another crisis, isn't it, in this country, the waiting lists? What's the waiting list like for the spinal injuries? Is that, are, are they yeah, really well, it, it's, well, look, it's it's a little bit, and, and you'd be very familiar, Fiona, with discussions going on mm. and, on hospitals closing because they're non-specialised care and spinal cord injury is, you know, one area where it is very, very specialised and people need specialised care. So what happens at the moment, if you sustain an injury anywhere in the country and you need surgery, you're transferred to the National Spinal Unit in the Matter Hospital. Mm-hmm. You'll have your surgery there. Um, if there's a wait, if there's a, a wait for a bed in the National Rehabilitation Hospital, you'll be sent back to the hospital you're referred to, referred from. Mm. So, for example, if you're in Cork, you'd be referred from CUH. You'd have your surgery in the Matter. You'd be sent back to CUH. You could be waiting there for a couple of months on a bed in the NRH. Um, there's, you know, and, and there's limited specialised care there. Mm. And then people go and they, they tend to have sort of, you know, eight to 12 weeks then in the NRH uh, before being discharged. So, and that's that's where we come in is, is to support people in the community and we provide a one-to-one support then when people are discharged. Well, you're doing fantastic work, Fiona, and I really hope that the government listen um, when you submit your pre-budget submission and, you know, as you say, provide the medical card for people based on their needs rather than their means. It just doesn't make any sense at all. That's Fiona Bulger, the CEO of Spinal Injuries Ireland. Thank Thank you, you, Fiona. Thank you, and thank you for joining us on the Opinion Line this morning. And as I said, we are going to be speaking to a service user in a few minutes, but just if anybody has suffered a spinal cord injury or if any Anybody in their family has and they'd like to um, support that um, pre-budget submission that the Spinal Injuries Ireland are putting to the government ahead of next Tuesday's budget. They can go to the Silver Springs Hotel tomorrow evening at half six. And um, as Fiona was saying there, they will be speaking to people and they'll be speaking to some public representatives as well and trying to sort that situation out for people. As she said, an awful lot of people worried about the situation in Ireland at the minute. Um, and I'm sure um, a lot of people will be attending that meeting tomorrow evening. Um, as we, she was saying there, that, uh, that it affects one in... Was it like that three people sustain a devastating spinal cord injury every week in Ireland, which is a, a huge number of people, really. And Richard Murray, is he's been using the services of Spinal Injuries Ireland. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Um, thank you for joining us on the Opinion Line this morning, Richard. Now, Richard, how long have you been using the Spinal Injuries Ireland? Um, so uh, I had an accident around uh, July 2021. So about you know about 14 months now. Right. Okay. What happened to you? Basically, I was I was on a on a holiday with my friends up in um, up in Shannon or Mount, Mount Shannon in Clare. We we do a boat trip every year. Mm. Um, it was our sixth year of doing it. Um, so we've we've had plenty of experience with it. And you know we pulled up one night um, in Mount Shannon. We were off the boat and everything like that, and we were off out exploring. And, you know, we were in a kind of a, 
a wooded area clearing and I was just sitting on a wall and I just, as, as, as I've learned can happen, I, I fell off it and sustained this injury, you know. And was it, didn't was quite it a high wall that you were sitting on? It wasn't actually. It was it was a little over two meters, um, and as I've learned since, even that can can be crucial. You know that it doesn't need to be very high to to have this sort of impact. Um, is it just because of the way in which you fell and landed on your back? Is that what caused? So Uti, yeah, exactly. You know, I've, I've, I'm, not, I'm no stranger to a fall down in my you know when I was younger, but just yeah. just the circumstances here meant that that's the way it worked out. Because, I mean, it's so easy to fall. I mean, like, you know, it's happened to us all. And it's just unfortunate, I suppose, the way you landed. And what, um, like, when it happened, did you know straight away that something wasn't right? Not quite. Not to the extent that it turned out to be. Um, you know, I knew there was something wrong. I kind of felt a bit winded. Um, you know, and I remember saying, you know, kind of I'll go back and rest rest up for the night you know mm. but luckily my friends who were there they they kind of knew something was wrong straight away so didn't try to kind of pick me up or anything like that the ambulance was called and you know they, I, I think the, the the team that arrived to me probably knew better than anybody what was what was what it was looking like so mm. the best care was taken of me and I was taken off to Limerick Hospital and were you in the hospital for long then? That particular one that was Limerick University, I, you know, the accident was about 9pm and I was there till about 2pm for kind of an initial assessment and kind of stabilisation and then they brought me up to the matter. So I was on an ambulance up to the matter during, during the night and I arrived there, you know, at, I think it was about 6 o'clock in the morning on, right. on the 6th of July. And did they tell you then in, when you went to the matter that you had suffered a spinal injury cord or at what point did you find that out? It was it was around there. I I recall on the on the ambulance on the way there that they were they were being somewhat tight lipped about it, you know, because yeah. I suppose they didn't want to be jumping to conclusions. But you know, I I was told before my kind of X rays and you know I actually even had, I was even in surgery later that that day on the sixth so within twenty four hours of the accident. So they they knew the extent of it and they they started to uh, to 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 break the news to me, you know. And when they did break the news to you, like, what was your reaction? Uh, kind of shock, really, you know, to be yeah. honest with you. You know, it, it, it really didn't, you know, fully sink in on the day, you know. Um, so, and, it, you know, it took some time. The following week, I spent about a week in the matter. And it was, you know, like, even though it was relatively straightforward injury, as it, as it happens, I wasn't in any pain. I, I hadn't any other injuries sustained. You know, yeah. There was barely a mark on me. Um you know, so that that somewhat kind of helped and maybe almost reduced my understanding of what could be wrong, given that I had no other injuries. But you know, it's, it it was it was it was starting to sink in then. And so, what way did it affect you then? I think it was it was devastating. You know, as in you know they they, they were very realistic with me about it. You know, they were telling me about. You know the chances for walking again, and you know the I, I just started getting introduced to terms like T ten and T eleven and Asia. You know the the the, the level, the, the severity of it. You know, there's a mm. scale of A to E, and mine was a B on that scale, so it was pretty much as pretty much as bad as you can get. Not quite, but it's 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 right up there. And um, you know the the most distressing part for me was just you know my my girlfriend received a a call in the middle of the night telling her about this awful accident and she had to make her way to the matter from Cork right there and then. Yeah. You know, hearing her account of this was is, is by far the most distressing when I think back to that time. She you must know, have just rather than such a fright. Yeah. 
unbelievable. And Richard, I was talking to Fiona there about uh, the medical card and she was talking about, you know, the various different treatments that everybody has. She said that no injury is the same and everybody needs different uh, treatments. So you must have had yeah. like a lot of uh, treatments, particularly at the start. Yes, and indeed, I couldn't agree more about the two, two, um, no two injuries are alike. You know, I've met a lot of people now since, and not, I've never met someone who has exactly the same combination as me, or you know, it's it's working out for them. You know, I I, I got as Fiona mentioned, I had that emergency medical card which was valid for six months, and it was I could sense that there was a bit of urgency for everyone who was working with me to get to to do as much as possible in that time frame, which was to buy a new wheel, you know, to get a wheelchair and get other equipment that was needed. Um, you know, and I was kind of, you know, they, I was starting to be guided then about my application, about the medical, the, the real medical card, you know, and to start mm-hmm. putting that together. There was a social work in CUH who kickstarted that with me. And then when I actually got to the NRH, which was in September, the, the, the social worker there, David Delacy, he, he was he was amazingly helpful. He started me to help me put it together, mm. and we kind of worked, you know, with our understanding of it, you know, and like and possibly ignorance on my side, you know, so oops, you know, you have a you've got a spine injury, the, the chances are quite high that you you, you would get it. Um, you know, and it, it took about a six it took about six months to actually get from the start to the finish of or the, the kind of resolution of the application mm. and in the end it was actually turned down so um you know that, that was actually a bit of a surprise because we you know it seemed to be going yeah you know seemingly more positive but in the end you know I've, I've got the the appeal like you know it's funny that the amount of detail you need to to provide for the mm. the medical card is 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 quite extreme you know as all you of say, my own like bank if, statements and your yeah like your injury was as extreme as they come but yet like you weren't entitled to it so i mean that just seems absolutely outrageous yeah it, it was it was a shock and it was it was a bit of a blow to that when we received that word you know mm-hmm. I, i'm lucky to say that you know i'm still able to work away you know i have an office space job and we've been working remotely anyway yeah. and i i was able to continue that and so basically what det- what determined it was the income of both myself and my and my partner mm. put us above the, the guidelines. And that, you know, I, if I, I I don't know enough about the, the process to argue with that, but now knowing, you know, I, I have my own appeal letter in front yeah. of me here, which I said, and it's the most detailed record of, of my injury that I that I have. I, I put everything in there. You know, it talks about the the the, the adaptions for the house, the, mm. the the needs for physio. It's all there. And you know, they they said that look at you know the 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 the, the, the phrase in the, the response was it hasn't been established that undue hardship will be incurred, you know. So um, that's that was that was the end of the line. <laughs> like, what difference would it make to your life then to have the card? Because if they're saying like that um, undue hardship, you're saying there that your whole house has to be um, you know renovated. So you know, what do they mean by that? You know, yeah, I, I, it's it's a good good question, and I, I you know I don't want to be too critical. I don't I don't say I know enough, but there was yeah. there was a lot of expenses needed. You know, we had to luckily we'd actually put down a deposit on a on a new built house two months before the accident, uh-huh. so the house was starting to be built. And the, the you know Flynn's in court, they they were amazing. They they actually pretty much put the the house build on pause till we we arranged. You know, we needed a true floor lift and we needed yeah. other modifications like a door door widening, things like that. And those all cost money, you know. And, um, 
you know, um, so there's there's no doubt that um, the medical card would have helped, not just with the, the financial element, because I've got monthly medicine costs now, you know, that are somewhat offset by the drugs payment scheme, but not not entirely. Yeah. But it's it's services now that I can't access. You know, my wheelchair now, for example, like if you think if you think of a pair of shoes, you know, like that they, they can get worn out quickly. This this chair is with me everywhere I go and it's it's taking a beating, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's services to do just for example, just for servicing of it. I yeah. I I actually punctured one of the tires over the weekend and um you know, it's stuff like that, you know, yeah. you, it gives you a bit of anxiety about, you know, you know, you don't want to be caught out in a situation where you've something like that happen and you're stuck, you know, yeah. and I, I was always a super independent person and I, I, I work every day to kind of regain that. And I, I'm, I'm lucky to say that I have a massive amount of independence now. Um, but, you know, I'm always at the mercy of some, bit of, you know, uh, some, some accident like that, that, that leaves a punctured tyre, something like that. Yeah. Richard, hopefully now the the government listened to the Spinal Injuries Ireland when they um, put in that pre-budget submission and they allow for the medical cards to be um, given out to people based on needs rather than means. Thank you for sharing your story with us and best luck for the future. Thank you very much for having me. Corks 96 FM When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.